well, 10 years ago, we were probably doing $5 million in annual revenue. Now we're spending $5 million in marketing dollars a month. This is Marketing Conversations with Lamphouse Films, the show that gives you direct access to tips and insights from today's marketing thought leaders. This is a really special episode for me because our guest is someone that we've been working with for years. We have been creating films for them ever since they were just a single location in central Pennsylvania, and now they've spread all over the US. I'm talking to BJ Wurzen, the founder and CEO of West Shore Home. I have never seen a company grow as quickly as West Shore, and it is in no small part due to their aggressive advertising strategy. BJ has a lot to share, and we are going to get into some really great practical tips in this episode about how they've been able to scale their business so quickly. Enjoy. Basically started the company at the end of 2006, so 2007 was our first full year in business. And at the time, I mean, you just watched it yourself, right? Like, just like you and a phone. It was just me. I mean, I had no backers, no, no capital, no partners. You know, I went to Staples. I bought a desk, a phone, and a computer and just bootstrapped it from there. Put an ad in the Clipper magazine or the, the, the local newspaper, got a lead, ran the, ran the lead, sold it, ordered the job, scheduled the job, went out, collected the check from the homeowner and just placed it into another ad and just build it brick by brick like that. And how long did it take for that to, to start to like gain momentum and take off? Well, I mean, you know, we were obviously delivering a better quality service at that point. And, but the thing with our industry is we have no recurring revenue. So once we go out and remodel somebody's bathroom or we replace all their windows, they're not coming back to us again next week, next month ever to replace their windows again. It's a lifetime solution. So for us, it was really about lead generation. It was about being very efficient with our marketing and advertising dollars and how we were going to find new customers every single day. From the very beginning, you were thinking about these things. Very beginning, right? And like I said, I was placing ads in newspapers, in Marriage Mail, Valpac, Clipper Magazine. I was doing a little bit on the internet. Um, but what really got us going was just doing kind of neighborhood radius marketing. So we would put a sign in somebody's yard and we would just go out and talk to the neighbors. And we would knock, like on, knock, doors, on, doors? knock on doors and offer them free estimates. And then we would do two or three more jobs in that neighborhood, two or three more yard signs, more radius neighborhood mail um, marketing, and really built the business canvassing. Do um, you guys do any of that still? We do no face-to-face -face marketing right now. So the typical in our industry is that close to 50% of your marketing and, and lead generation is going to come from face-to-face -face marketing. So it's either going to be canvassing neighbors, neighborhoods where you do work. It's going to be retail locations like BJ's Wholesale Clubs, Costco, Sam's Club, where you set up a kiosk and you talk to people that come in the store, or it's shows and events. So it could be something that you would typically think of like a big home show that they have in the spring, or anywhere people gather and congregate um, you know, art shows, music festivals, things like that. But as we continue to grow the business and open up new markets, and we, we were in Mechanicsburg to start, and then we opened up one in Pittsburgh, and then Tampa, and then the Carolinas, I realized it was just not going to be scalable to build out these enormous field marketing teams with all the field marketing management. Because we employ our sales reps, because we employ our installers, um, I just decided that we're going to be a media company first. So 
all of our advertising, all of our lead generation and marketing right now is all focused around big media, whether it's TV or digital marketing. So we, we do a ton on Google, Facebook, YouTube, um, anything digital. So let's, let's rewind a little bit and talk about, because at first, what, what was the percentage? Was it like 50% face-to-face, door-to-door, 50% uh, magazines, or what was, the, what was the breakdown? Yeah, so I don't remember the exact mix, but it's, it's close to that. It, it might have been even a little heavier in the face-to-face, maybe 60 70% face-to-face marketing, and then the rest was uh, kind of traditional um, print, direct mail, and then a little bit, and I'm going back 2007, 2008, 2009, um, we started shifting. We stayed with the face-to-face marketing probably for the next six, seven, eight years, and maybe started shifting away more from print and started going more into digital. So Google Ads, AdWords, SEO, SEM, and really focusing on our website. Okay, gotcha, and that, that shift started like eight years ago, you're saying? Yeah, probably like 2010, 11, 12, 13, that's when we really started getting more into digital. So at the beginning, how strategic were you, like how much of your job was thinking about where am I gonna place these ads? I heard you said that you were putting it in like marriage magazines, did I hear that right? So marriage mail, so things like Valpac, where you get something in the mail and there's multiple advertisers in there, it's not a single standalone piece, Clipper magazine, things like that. Or like in newspapers, um, we were running some ads in that as well. But I mean, that was my full-time job. I was the I was the director of marketing, right? Again, we only live off of our backlog. So if we don't make new customers today, you know, we're gonna die in six to eight weeks. So it's always, you know, and it is very it's very focused on metrics, right? What's our ROI? What's our return on advertising spend? What's our cost per lead issued? You know, what's our overall cost of marketing? Um, very, very scientific, very data-driven, and what's the most effective marketing channels that we're using. So I know a lot of people, it takes them a really long time to get a positive ROI on ad spend. Like, it just takes a while to sort of figure out where your audience is, what types of ads work. Um, were you positive, like, when you were running those, like, mail ads in your first few years? Like, was that, it seems like it must have been working pretty well. Well, so we've always been, like I said, very scientific and very data driven. So whenever we put an ad anywhere, so if it's on TV, we have a specific tracking phone number on there. And then we have software that tracks those phone calls that come in. Every, we use vanity URLs. So, you know, our main site is westshorehome.com, but we may have westshorebath.com if we're running a bath TV spot. Same thing with any print, obviously phone number so we track and we know exactly how many raw inquiries we're getting and we set up a very specific funnel and we know how many of those raw inquiries we turn into set appointments. So an appointment would be an in-home sales presentation where we send out a design consultant to the customer's home. And then we know how much it is cost per appointment issued to a salesperson and then how many of those we sold and then what our total return on advertising spend and cost of marketing is. That is, you didn't go to school for marketing. You, you went to school for like engineering, you said? Aerospace engineering. Aerospace engineering. So here's BJ the astronaut. Like, how did you learn so much about marketing? I mean, everything was just self-taught. Again, I mean, it was, it was just uh, you know, a matter of survival. If you don't know those, those metrics and those data, and it's easier for us as a direct-to-consumer business than it is, say, say for a B2B, where I'm just 
running TV commercials that are branding spots, and I'm hoping that message is getting out there, and we're gaining market share and gaining mind share, and then we just watch our sales, and if our sales grow, we kind of attribute it to our advertising spend. But what we do is much, much, much more data-driven and much more scientific. There's a very clear one-to-one. -one. They saw the ad, they called the number, they paid for the door. Like, exactly. you can track that really well. Absolutely. So you were totally like in this space as the digital ad revolution was happening. So tell me about how things have changed over the, I know that your day-to-day -day isn't necessarily marketing now, but tell me about how your strategies have changed or did the, have the same principles applied the whole time? Yeah, so, you know, the way things evolved with Google would be, you know, at first we were just bidding on non-branded keywords. So we'd be bidding on bathroom remodeling, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, or window replacement, Lancaster, PA. Um, you know, there was a lot of SEM or um, SEO where you try to get organic clicks to your website that you weren't paying Google for those ads. And that's pretty much how it was done. As we shifted to more of a media company, so we have an in-house media team. I think we have eight media buyers. You know, we have in-house production teams where we, we make our own direct response TV commercials. And our Google strategy changed more to focusing on branded search. So we know if we run a TV spot, we're gonna get so many phone calls from that. We're also gonna get so many searches for West Shore Home. So we wanna make sure that we're optimizing our branded search as well. So a lot of your online stuff is just, you're not trying to catch new people, you're just capitalizing on what you're already doing on TV. Well, we're still catching new people through that TV ad, but if they don't pick up the phone and call during that two minute spot, they're going to wait and they're going to go the next commercial break and do a search and often they're searching for us in particular. So we got to make sure we're capitalizing on all that branded search. Yeah. The other big shift for us, this is going back four or five years now was Facebook advertising. So this is through the actual Facebook ads. We're not talking about just posting things on our company page. We're talking about building very, very specific audiences and serving them ads in their news feeds and bringing people into the funnel with Facebook. Um, you know, we probably spend right now somewhere between 500,000 and a million dollars a month on Facebook generating new customers. Wow, wow. How does that compare to what you're spending on TV? Like is Facebook the majority of your spend? No, so you know, right now, I'm trying to think back, last month we probably had a $5 million marketing budget. Um, two and a half million was probably TV and then probably another million and a half to two million digital. And then the rest are some sort of ancillary. You know, we still do some direct mail. Um, we buy some leads from lead aggregators like Home, Home Advisor, but the significant chunk of that budget is gonna be TV and then our digital sources. If you had heard that number 10 years ago, you'd probably been pretty surprised by it. Well, 10 years ago, we were probably doing $5 million in annual revenue. Now we're spending $5 million in marketing dollars a month. So you had talked about at the beginning, the minute you made $10, you, you bought $8 worth of ads. Is that still sort of the, the thought process? Because your growth, I mean, we've been working together for five years, six years, something like that. The growth in that time has been staggering. Like you guys had one, two offices maybe six years ago? No, I think when we first met and you made, you made our first film for us, we were still only Mechanicsburg, Central Pennsylvania only. We were just getting ready to launch Pittsburgh. We made our kind of core purpose film for bringing happiness to every home. 
and we probably had 65 or 70 employees. Now we have 18 offices um, in 12 states and 1,300 employees. Yeah, a little difference. Yeah. It's like every time we talk, I'm like expecting you guys to have doubled in size and really you tripled. <laughs> yeah, um, well, between November of 2018 and November of 2019, we 5X the business. You know, we were a $40 million run rate in November 2018 and we were doing $200 million run rate November of last year. And now we're doing $500 million run rate. So it's just crazy how fast it's grown. Yeah. So how much do you attribute that growth to that philosophy of like reinvesting in marketing at these like really wild rates? Yeah. So it really drives everything, right? So we, we set a marketing budget and we know exactly how much that's going to bring to us in sales. And then that sales number drives a backlog. So at any given time, we have sales that have been made that haven't been installed yet. Then we know what our installation capacity is, you know, how many installers we have to install that backlog. And then that's going to drive our actual revenue that hits our income statement. And then we just level load everything. So as we continue to um, increase our marketing budget, we're going to continue to increase our sales. We're going to continue to increase our backlog. And then we're going to continue to increase our um, installed uh, recognized revenue. So it's really just a big math equation for us. Um, you know, we have three different growth levers for the business. So the first one is just organic growth. That's just growing our, our current existing footprint um, just by adding marketing dollars, adding salespeople, adding installers. The second one is opening up greenfield locations. So just going into a new market and doing a de novo location. So this year we opened up Dallas in quarter one and we opened up Charlotte in quarter two. And then the third growth lever is doing acquisitions. So we've done four acquisitions now, expanding our, our reach into North Carolina, South Carolina, Kentucky, Georgia. So every year we do two or three acquisitions and we open up two or three new locations. That's just so wild. Um, how, how much in your, um, so you, you had talked about, okay, studying your ad placements, seeing, okay, this is profitable. And so let's put a little bit more fuel here. This is profitable. Let's put more, more fuel here. Um, are you doing that same study with what creative is more and less effective? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, most everything out there is just white noise. You know, everybody says we're the best. So let's just look at my specific industry, you know, a home remodeler, whether you're doing windows, doors, bathrooms, roofing, siding, whatever. You know, if you look at the majority of the creative, it's talking about, We've got the best products, we've got the best service, we've got the best warranty, we've got the lowest prices, and we've really been very cognizant of that's not who we are. We, we really wanna build a category of one. Um, something that's just get out of that sea of sameness. So you know what we really focus on is a fast, easy, convenient home improvement experience. The way I looked at it is that most people have the money to fix up their home, that's not what's, causing them not to come into the market, they're just busy. People are busier than ever, right? They got jobs, they got careers, they're involved in their community, they've got kids, they're running the kids to soccer practice, or they're involved with their church, or you know, sitting on the uh, homeowners association board, or just doing things, and they don't feel like they have time to, first of all, vet a contractor, get three quotes, they don't feel like there's transparency into the process, it's gonna go over time, over budget, they don't want to babysit a contractor for two, three weeks, two, three months. So, you know, because people are so connected today, right, with these phones and the technology we have, 
there's these conveniences that pop up for us. So Amazon, I can go on my computer, I can order something that's going to be on my front porch tomorrow. Uber, I can press a button on my phone and I have a car sitting out front five minutes from now ready to pick me up. So well, we, we endeavor to create this Uber or Amazon-like experience for the homeowner to remodel their bathroom. We try to make it that easy. So if you see an ad on TV right now and you know, search our website, you can schedule your in-home design consultation right then and there. We can be out that evening. We're gonna bring an iPad with us. We're gonna design the bathroom for you and show you exactly what it's gonna look like installed. It's gonna price it out for you. We can, we can deliver consumer financing for you as well. And if everything looks good, you wanna move forward, you literally sign your finger on the iPad and it's done. We're back in a week or two and we do everything in one day. So it's minimal disruption to the customer's life. That's the premise. So when we build ads, we build TV commercials, we build Facebook ads, it's all built around speed and convenience to the homeowner, not necessarily, and we've got great products, don't get me wrong, but we're not talking about, hey, our windows are the best, because everybody says that, and you just drown it out. But when you're delivering a message that's literally a category of one, you get out of that sea of sameness, and you really connect with the homeowner. So how did you guys find that message? Like the reason everybody's saying we're the best is just because it's easy to say. And so how did you guys come to this like new core that would be uniquely West Shore and allow you to stand out? Yeah, so I mean, we were very thoughtful about it, right? We got a group of people from the company. We took people from the executive leadership team. We took people from frontline management. We got in a room and we said, we need to understand who we are as an organization. Right. So we already had our mission, vision, values, our core purpose, you know, our mission to become the most admired U.S. home improvement brand. But we really wanted our personality to align with our values, to align with our brand promise. So, you know, our, our company pretty well. We are a default aggressive. We move very fast. We're growth oriented. We are, you know, we just do things really quick. Our our travel narrative is don't blink, right? Because we move so fast. We talk about the explosive growth. We talk about everything that we do. So then when we did some demographic and psychographic analysis on our customers, we found out that, like I said, they're busy. They move fast. They travel a lot. They've got kids. They've got careers. It, a lot of our customers are retired, but they're busier now that they're retired than when they were working because they're just doing so many things. So we started to see some alignment between the personality and the, and the values of the organization and the personality and the values of our customers. And where they aligned was this fast, easy, convenient, efficient home improvement. So we've just really focused on that and really tried to be the category of one, the Uber, the Amazon of home improvement. So how, how would you recommend others? So a lot of the audience of the show isn't, is, is, 10 years back in this journey. Um, so how would you recommend others find their uniqueness and break out of that sea of sameness, as you say? You gotta build a brand, right? First of all, you gotta understand what you stand for. You can be unapologetic about it because you're not gonna be for everyone, right? So this default aggressive, extreme ownership, get better every single day kind of culture that we have, it's not for everybody and that's okay, right? If you try to please everybody, you're not gonna please anybody. You know, what they say in branding is you kind of want to be polarized. You, you want people to love you or hate you. You don't really want to be down the middle and vanilla because, again, you get lost in that sea of sameness. 
So understand who you are as a company from a values perspective and live those values and be those values and take that personality and bake it into your brand promise. Because I, I think, you know, by baking that into our brand promise and our messaging is going to give us our ultimate competitive advantage. Because like I said, that's going to pull people into the market, right? A lot of people that are out there weren't even thinking about doing a home improvement. When they see that message on TV or they see that lamp house film that, you know, that we've done about this, you know, I love our call to install video that we did. It's a 60 second spot, but it just takes you quickly through the problem that the homeowner is experiencing, how easy it is to pick up the phone, give us a call. We're in the home that day or the next day and the install is done before they even know it. And just stick to that and believe in it and it'll work. Thanks for watching another episode of Marketing Conversations with Lamphouse Films. This has felt like giving everyone a glimpse into the kind of talks that BJ and I have been having for years as we design their marketing film campaigns. If you're interested in how film can grow your business, you can learn more at lamphousefilms.com. And as always, you can subscribe below for bonus content. We'll see you next time.